Hey everyone, welcome to Experientially Speaking, a podcast from Red Peg Marketing. I'm Chris Gehring, and on the other side of the break, I'll be joined by my Red Peg colleague, Rebecca Farace, for our latest edition of Taking the Pulse. On this episode, we'll talk about three articles from our Pulse newsletter with a focus on how brands are approaching cause-based marketing, honestly. One piece of housekeeping before we get going, I want to quickly remind you to make sure that you subscribe to the Experientially Speaking podcast wherever you're listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and comments. As always, links to the articles we referenced will be in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get to our conversation. All right, welcome back to Experientially Speaking. Rebecca, how's it going? Doing good, doing good. Awesome. We're here for another short episode of Taking the Pulse. We're going to talk through a few articles that have recently been featured in our Pulse newsletter, which you can subscribe to on redpeg.com at your leisure. Um, But three really interesting articles, all of which are really timely, um, especially for the month, uh, which we'll get to with McDonald's in just a second. Our first article today that we really want to dive into is on one of our favorite topics, which is sustainability and marketing. And the article comes from The Drum. Again, you can check out show notes for, for links to these articles. Um, but the brand is, is Heineken. And in, in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, Heineken has is, is kind of put their money where their mouth is in terms of their sustainable efforts, um, trying to highlight what they're doing from a sustainability standpoint. What Heineken is doing in, in Rio is it's literally a billboard on top of a bar that says, this billboard is cooling your beer. Mm-hmm. And the billboard is a solar panel. So it's really cool that they've, they've found a spot where, imagine, gets a lot of sunlight and, and made it into an ad. But in practice, like we said, putting their, putting their money, putting their ad dollars, um, all of the things that I think consumers expect out of brands that are, that are trying to portray themselves as a sustainable brand, yes. as, a, as a brand that is focused on our planet, um, they're literally putting it into their advertising into practice in Brazil. Uh, it's really creative. I think it's it's a simple idea, but it's I think it's a great reminder for us as marketers that sometimes when you if you just literally make the thing what you're trying to say, um, it can go a long way. And and here we are talking about an article uh, again from the drum. Yeah, and even the fact that they timed it perfectly, like. Obviously, you always want to keep it simple, clean, and get to the point. They timed it perfectly with the Rock and Rio Music Festival. So a lot of eyeballs on that billboard. And although the message is simple and clean, you know, festivals, going to bars, very common. So very great timing on their part to push that messaging. I know it's super important for Heineken. And the their objective with this whole thing is absolutely insane. Chris and I were talking about it before. They are pledging to partner with 50% of its bars and restaurants in 19 world capitals by 2023 with the objective of using renewable energy in the drinks. So whether to cool them down, so on and so forth. So very, very big goal for them. Yeah. Hopefully they're able to do it, um, but definitely sticking to their mission and their goals that they keep pushing. So definitely not greenwashing. That's right. important. Yeah, super important. I think... It's 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 nice to hear brands when they talk about these kinds of things. I think the next the very next question that comes from the public from consumers is okay, like what kind of 
what's your strategy to accomplish these goals? Yes. What are you doing in practice to, to start to make that progress? I think, of course, you know, a single billboard on top of a bar, it still is something that it is part yes. stunt, part, you know, sustainable and creative, but it's a, I think it's a, it's a really nice nod to what they're actually doing. And we've talked on this podcast before about what needs to come after that. Things like annual sustainability reports, things like, um, making sure that, that companies and brands are holding themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way in the public, but a really cool activation from Heineken. It's an it's a interesting blueprint of, of just putting those efforts front and center and not making it a, a, a pillar of the marketing, but, but really making it the marketing. Um, 100%. So yeah. we'll keep an eye and see if we see more of this kind of stuff in the States. Like we said, this is in Brazil, but again, welcome you to check out the article. It's it's a really cool uh, activation, some good insight in there as well. So uh, make sure you check in and read. Yeah. And then not necessarily beer, wine, and spirits, but a great accompaniment to anything that you have in that category is McDonald's. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Even after a night out. Um, so McDonald's is actually spotlighting Latino film talent to boost industry representation. Funny enough, this really ties really well into a presentation I gave in on our huddle on Monday for Rock and Hispanic Heritage Month about um, one of the directors of Encanto and getting a credit as the first Latina to do so, uh, getting a director's credit. So really awesome to see that this is something that's not just specific in that situation, but just something everyone sees and is looking to boost. So basically, Marketing Dive did an article about this, diving deeper into it, as they do. And what McDonald's has done is launched this series called Spotlight Dorado, which is a multi-year platform that seeks to showcase and advocate for the Latino talent in Hollywood. So through June 3rd, the U.S.-based Latino writers, directors, and producers, everyone can submit screenplays, stories, anything they want to their website. And then three finalists will be awarded a budget to produce their short films, receive mentorship from industry leaders, and really get that networking in that is so critical for that industry. Then in November, everyone will be voting for their favorite film and pick the grand prize winner who will have a year-long opportunity to work with McDonald's on creative initiatives and campaigns which in the large scheme of things is very huge because McDonald's is a giant brand. So working on advertisements with them, creative in general, is a huge opportunity. And then this whole effort is based on research that despite Latinos representing nearly 20% of the U.S. population, their stories make up less than 1% of those told by Hollywood. So McDonald's is really just trying to double their investment in diversifying their media partners and helping improving representation, which is a huge part of this month and just year-round. Yeah, I think two things that stood out to me in particular about this about this McDonald's initiative is that, one, it, it and in practice, it's a year-long initiative. Mm-hmm. It's saying, yes, we are launching, the, we're talking about these things, we're launching them during Hispanic Heritage Month, but we want to make sure that the impact of the program recognizes that this needs to be a year-long initiative and beyond. It needs to it needs to give representation to the community all year round and mm-hmm. not just during this very small period in which you know marketing and um, other and brands are, are just heavily promoting 
Hispanic Heritage Month, they're saying we want to make sure that what we what we do here, where we invest, is in real impact and and storytelling, which is really important. And I I would say still kind of rare in what we see in, mm-hmm. in the broad, uh, what we see in the broad scope of things. We talked about this during Pride Month with Colton of yes. how it's 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 a intense it's an onslaught of marketing that has you know rainbow colors and pride month and as soon as july comes yep. you know a lot of those things the, the profile photos switch off mm-hmm. and everything kind of fades into the background again mcdonald's making this investment i think is really important to say that look like it's a year long program mm-hmm. we're highlighting it now but the impact here and, and the investment that we're making in these in these creators and these writers uh, can last much longer and, and hopefully chip away at the the lack of representation in the industry and, and in Hollywood in general. So it's a really really cool thing, but I think those two things are good tenets of when we talk about these you know cause based marketing and yep. um, it has to be it has to be real and long lasting. Um, and it can't just be it can't just be advertising. It yeah. has to be an initiative that that lifts people up and um, helps them succeed and, and go forward. One hundred percent, and it'll definitely benefit them in the long term and trying to like market to that population because they actually understand the community. And I think that goes for everything that we've seen these past years and the acknowledgement of if you're going to market to someone, you should understand who you're marketing to. So it's a really great initiative on behalf of McDonald's, also really smart play on them long-term when it comes to marketing to consumers. No question. And we mentioned Pride Month, but speaking of, of another way that, you know, Pride initiatives, LGBTQ plus initiatives extend beyond just June, um, Booking.com has a really, really interesting initiative um, to address the issue of LGBTQ plus travelers feeling unsafe in certain places, hotels, um, when they're traveling, when they're on the road, when you're unfamiliar with an area, when, um, you know, when you're going to a different city that you've never been before and you want to make sure that where you're staying is, is, where you're staying is safe. And it, again, it's something that seems simple. It Mm -hmm. sounds obvious. But it's a real issue within the community, and so it's something that Booking.com is trying to tackle head on. Um, and this this post, this article comes from Adweek. Invite again everybody to read it. But um, Booking.com conducted a survey to gauge the lived experiences of the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. and it said they found that more than half of the travelers mm-hmm. that they polled have had a less than welcoming travel experience. And of course, those kinds of experiences can range significantly. Yep. But you know, twenty percent surveyed had staff assume that they would need separate rooms. There are just things, there are assumptions that the LGBTQ plus community faces day to day, that that Booking is dot com is trying to address. And um, it's just a really, it's a great initiative. It's something that I think, in terms of having a long last and, and an impact in their entire industry, I think it, another one that can kind of lay a blueprint. Yeah, one hundred percent. And just the fact that. The person who pitched this and really was passionate about making this is their senior director of business marketing. And so he went through these experiences, realized that a Travel Proud program would do really great in the industry just to make sure people, when they go somewhere, they don't have to do all this research or feel like they have to really dive deep before 
going and saying, oh, I can stay at this place. It's more about being 100% yourself, which is something we talk about with Colton on the podcast as well. And just being comfortable because it's something that a lot of people take for granted. You can just show up somewhere, be happy, no problem. But that's not necessarily the case in the community. So by giving them different places that have received training from booking.com and that specializes in diversity and inclusion training, people can get certified and they know that these places will welcome them with open arms. They can be 100% themselves or understanding to their situations. It's super amazing that they're investing the money in there and that there's people interested in training themselves and getting that certificate because it shows that there is a really big group of individuals who are happy to have them there and show that they want to have them stay at their properties. So really great overall. They've currently surpassed 10,000 properties that have achieved the PROUD certificate, um, which is just amazing. Yeah, it's seeing it throughout the country, the results of of having over 10,000 properties sign up for this certification already, and and knowing that the interest has come coast to coast in between you know across the united states um one it's i think it's a it's a great sign of progress in general but two the fact that they've been thoughtful about how they've kind of outlined this certification kind of again we talked about like laying the groundwork drawing the blueprint of like how all these properties regardless of company um place Etc. can just set a new baseline for hospitality and, and how you welcome in guests and, and how you eliminate some of those some of those biases and assumptions, a lot of which are unconscious, is like is a really, really important step. And to see the initial reception be so strong is oh, yeah. is really, really exciting as well. I should I should mention it says and counting. So it's still going up. Um, yep. this is just the numbers when they first released it. But overall, like as we always say we're an experiential marketing company. Experience is always at the heart, but having something that has a deeper meaning that can have an impactful way in the way that people approach their lives, their food, their drinks, just live their everyday in a more purposeful way is always important and making sure that you follow through. And it's not just a one-time thing, but all of these programs seem to have longevity to them rather than doing it for a short spurt and being like, okay, done and dusted. So really amazing to see that marketing is becoming more purpose-driven, but also looking long-term versus short-term. Yeah. Yeah. All, all encompassing, you know, year-long programs. I think that's the through line through all three of these examples. You're right. And it's, it's, it's excellent to see. It's, it's how we, I think we try to think through things in, in, in a broader lens in, you know, more than just a month, more than just a quarter. Um, and seeing brands, seeing brands at large, booking.com mcdonald's these are large Heineken. yes these are really large brands multinational that are that are starting to think bigger about a lot of core issues that um, i think is at the front of the mind for for a lot of people so once again make sure we'll have links to all these in the in the show notes make sure that you go check out all these articles um we enjoy reading them we hope you do too hope you can you can gather some insight as well um that'll do it for us that'll do it for this week's episode of experientially speaking thanks again to rebecca please subscribe to the experientially speaking podcast wherever you're listening and subscribe to our weekly pulse newsletter on redpeg.com thanks for listening talk again very soon